Hey everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report. Short introduction today. Tom McFarland's on the show to talk about his new membership slash uh, digital course that he's selling over on TomMcFarland.com. Kind of learn about why and how he's been doing all of this and sort of balancing act of his consulting life, his product life, and now his uh, digital course life. And it's, we sort of just get into the weeds of what that's been like for him and how he has approached it. Strategy or no strategy, you'll find out uh, in this coming episode. Hey, have you been enjoying this impromptu season six? Sort of everything went off the rails and we had a great collection of guests so far on my unofficial season six. Uh, it's been a great time. If you have, uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star review in iTunes. I see them creeping up over the last episode. It was really popular. Uh, the Blue Collar WordPress uh, worker and uh, the past guests this season have been great. Thank you, everyone who's taken the time to listen and be on the show and that kind of thing. Uh, got any ideas? What do you want to hear? Tweet to me, at Matt Report. Let me know if you're enjoying WordCamp US this week. Enjoy it. Have fun. Meet some new people. Uh, ask lots of questions. Make sure that uh, you're getting everything, every $40 worth of your value there uh, to attend. And say hi to everyone. Make new friends and build up your community. It's mattreport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. Let's get into the show. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the Matt Report. Thank you. It has been a long time. <laughs> for good reason. Like, we can't have you on the airwaves all the time. No. But when we do, it's for important, important well, topics uh, and important milestones in your we life. We can have me on the airwaves, but having me on the airwaves with you is problematic for yeah. a variety of reasons, which we won't go in, yeah, we won't necessarily go into now, maybe, maybe later. The internet pipes don't appreciate mm -hmm. it when we're, when we're colliding at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been a while, so for folks who, who haven't been following you, which is pretty crazy, but what have you been up to for the last year or so? All right, so, for, so super short version. Um, I have been, Pressware has been growing, which is good. Uh, the, if you had asked me a year ago where would I be without or uh, regarding Pressware, I would not be able to give you the answer that I could give you today. So I've got a handful of people that are working with me. We're building out some cool stuff, lots of custom plugins, lots of custom functionality. And then as far as my blog is concerned, I have moved into um, a combination of the membership space and a combination of still continuing to do free posts or free content or whatever words all the cool kids are using these days. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're a cool kid, uh, what has that been been like? I mean, I've, I've talked to a whole range of people. Um, one of my more popular uh, episodes this year was with Troy Dean, uh, most notably of WP Elevation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had a, had a run at, at memberships. Many people uh, have gone into memberships and courses and stuff like that. Um, what's it been like for you and, and what's your take on it? Good, bad, otherwise? Um, so it's still very, really early for me. And by that, I mean, I think I've only got uh, maybe maybe 10 posts behind a membership wall. And I will say that I'm doing very little mm, marketing, advertising, etc. on it. So with that kind of as the background, it is a it's a slow it's a, it's a very slow climb. Um, I do have members. I do not have a lot. I and that's OK. Um, I'm in it for the long game. The post and the type of content that I'm writing are heavily focused on um, starting from object-oriented programming at ground zero, as well as what it means to communicate with a client, 
understand what it is they're saying, understand what it is you're saying, et cetera. And, and, and let me give you an example. So when it comes to client communication or customer communication, whatever it is you want to call it, each party can say that the other party is using jargon. And there is truth in that, but the idea is to come to some kind of find some kind of common language in which you can have a goal for which you as a service provider are meeting them to solve their problem. And that should always kind of be the centerpiece of the conversations you have. That will then uh, spread out into creating statements of work or requirements or whatever. And I'm not talking about 50 page requirement documents or any kind of comic that you might see on XKCD or whatever. I'm just talking about doing good work for, for people. Um, and the object oriented aspect is trying to introduce people into ways of writing really good code. Um, that's not to, that's, that's not a slide against uh, WordPress necessarily, but I'll, I've been in WordPress at this point for a long time. I will continue to try to learn a lot and I want to get that information out there. But in order to do so, I think that the people who are really serious about it are willing to pay a little bit of money for it. I'm not asking a lot, but so they're willing to pay a little bit of money for it. Mm -hmm. well, so <clears throat> there's a bunch of things I want to unpack more so on the, on the business side mm -hmm. um, of that. But so many times I hear folks say the same exact thing that you said is I haven't marketed it yet. I might not be doing a good job at marketing yet. yet and I'm not even really sure what the messaging is yet. And we're sort of just building uh, the content as we go. Is that something and be honest, and I know you will be, <laughs> is, is that something of, well, maybe you're just sort of, you don't have the time to do the marketing. Maybe you feel like you might not be good at the marketing side of it. Or is it you're generally doing it as like an MVP launch, like you're ramping up. This is uh, this is a conscious decision. Um, you know, what, what, what side of that do you fall under? Because I'm of the of the of the fabric to say you, you should really focus on that marketing. Mm -hmm. You should really be diligent with the sales process um, to be true to the success of the product. Yes. Right? So at the, at the end that so your your take on it doesn't surprise me at all. And actually, um, I I can add. So to answer your question straight up. I it is MVP. I I have no uh, I, I have not set out with a plan to market. That doesn't mean that it's not coming. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm like a I don't even know if this is a word, but like a strat a, a strategic a, a strategyless person. It just means I'm not worried about it right now. And yeah. it's because strategery. Strategery. That's exactly what went through my head. I was like, Dear, <laughs> "Will people remember when people when strategery was a thing?" Like, I have. It's not that I don't have a lack of strategy. It's just that at this point in time, I'm not concerned about it. And it's because, sure. with regard to blogging in general, um, I have found that it helps to have a pretty healthy backlog in general. And then ramp it up and say, hey, here's everything that you'll get. And here's everything that's done. Here's everything that other people are saying. Here's who's involved, etc. Sign up if you want. Versus saying, here's what's coming. Go ahead and pay. Because I'm much more, as if I was a customer, I'd be much more likely to say, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for the content that's already there. Versus saying, mm -hmm. you want me to pay for something that doesn't even really exist yet? So right. I'm kind of letting I, I'm 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 writing uh, weekly two to three times a week long form and tweeting about it and uh, if people ask me about it on Twitter I'm happy about that I get emails about it I'm happy about that people are signing up um, 
weekly. So it, I'm just letting it kind of go from there. And then next year is when I'll see about possibly doing more marketing around it. Yep. Uh, I mean, you're obviously you're a prolific blogger, uh, which is probably just an understatement uh, at this point. And you do it. Um, just at a cadence that I, I mean, I could, there's no way, like I tried, <laughs> I tried and it was just mentally taxing. Like I, I, I just, I, I did it for a solid month and a half with, with the plug and tuck property. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just like, that wasn't even really thinking. It was just tutorials, mm-hmm. right? So it was just like find another plugin. I mean, it was stuff that you could literally put on repeat, but man, it was, uh, it was certainly a challenge. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you on that. Uh, in, in terms of like, creating a, a, a syllabus or, or a course outline, like, is that part of it mapped out? Or you're like, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, I know <laughs> what steps, <laughs> like, I know what steps this is, this, this course needs. I'm just going to, I'm just going to rifle them out there. I actually do have a syllabus that I'm following. Um, and uh, that, that's a, that's a, man, that's like, that's a college level term. Um, I, I have an outline and uh, an outline, and I have a, a very detailed outline of the type of stuff that I want to cover and the order in which I want to cover it. That isn't to say that it's written in stone, but I do have a, mm, I have some strategy around how I am, <laughs> how, how I'm uh, writing the articles and then how I will be tying everything together as certain parts of it close and we move into the next part and so on. So yeah, there's yep. there's definitely some strategy behind it. Whereas the day-to-day blogging that I do is largely based on um, experience and maybe it's based on uh, something I'm working on, something I've been thinking about, something that I'd like to see that I don't see other people writing about or just my take on how to do something. Yeah. One of the things, and this is switching gears just a little bit, but um, I'm a I'm a I'm a follower of Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. I, I don't know if you follow any of his work or see what he does online, but um, he sort of falls into the high uh, energy internet marketing guy. Built an amazing business mm-hmm. agency business and still growing. It's just insane mm-hmm. uh, the the levels of of success he's hit. Um, but one of the things that I've always just had a distaste in my mouth for other internet marketers is people just follow along, right? They see the success. Uh, they see a Ferrari and an internet marketer's Instagram photo. Like, that's what I want. Like, I, I want that Ferrari. I want to build this business. Um, and one of the, the, the tones that Gary's taking lately is, look, don't follow along with what, uh, you know, with what I'm doing. Don't try to you know, have a sneaker line that he's, that he just came out with and sold out with on, on the first day, mm-hmm. right? Don't try to f- travel the world because you, it just, this might not be a fit for mm-hmm. you. Um, just because I built a thousand person agency and it's still growing doesn't mean it's something that you should do either. Right. Um, I, and, and he's starting to give the advice of, you know what, there's enough tools and enough you know, social marketing and and video and blogging and courses for you to build around yourself Mm -hmm. and still be successful. Mm -hmm. Is this, is that the similar strategy to yourself? That was just a long way of getting to this question, but is that the same strategy that you're taking? Like, look, I'm not trying to grow Pressware to uh, to an iThemes or or a Sandhills uh, development like Pippin's company. Mm -hmm. I have some great products and I'm going to, I'm going to grow horizontally mm-hmm. uh, instead of instead of vertically what, what are your thoughts on that so that's I'm, I'm glad that you you know you know you said it was a long way of getting in the question I'm kind of glad that you laid it out that way though because people right now um, 
probably people a little younger than us will look at people like that and say, hey, they had success doing XYZ. If I do XYZ, then I'm going to have that level of success. That's, you don't know that. That's, in fact, I would venture to say you probably won't. Um, and plus, it's there. It's not an overnight thing. He's been at it for years. I don't even remember how many years at this point. I mean, I remember when he kind of hit the scene, and I track along with it in terms of what's he up to now. But um, and some people, especially people who are, uh, how do I put it? People who aren't fans will be like, "Oh, you're just drinking the Kool Aid or whatever." And it's not that. I mean, this guy. We're in an age where people are building businesses and then they're just publicly documenting it, which is something that a previous generation, like our parents' generation, just didn't have the ability to do that. Because what you're going to get a blockbuster and rent a video on somebody uh, <laughs> building their business? That is the right, most boring right. Friday night. So, um, yeah, yeah. I so the, the the component of marketing through social media. I'll come back to in a minute. It's funny that you bring that up because I'm kind of in a, I really, I don't know where I stand on social media at this point in terms of Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all of the other tools that are out there. But in terms of what I want to do with Pressware, um, word of mouth has been the number one way. Well, I say, I, I say number one, I do think Twitter has been a, as they would say, a lead generation or a marketing tool that uh, I, I never really intended it to be, but it's been really neat, I'm, and I am glad for that. But between like word of mouth and 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 Twitter, I have been able to work with some really good people, build some really cool stuff, and I continue to have a very um, healthy pipeline to the point where I've brought on a number of different contractors. In terms of my goals. I'm take, my goal is to take it very, very, very slow. Like, I don't remember exactly how many years it was when we talked initially, but like, it's been seven years of contract work for me. Now, uh, at this point, Pressware is a self-sustaining business, but uh, it's not like I go out and have a marketing budget, advertise on places and things like that. It's just... People are, uh, they know that I'm in the business at this point. Like, I don't really get a lot of, uh, hey, could you build a custom theme for me? And that's a whole right. other discussion we could have around the theme, around theming and things like that. I do get a lot of um, inquiries around building custom plugins or customizing existing plugins. I don't like it. I don't like customizing would, existing would, plug. Go ahead. Go ahead. Would you, would you, would you say that's because of the, of, because of the content that you put out? regularly on the blog like when i look at you like some people might look at me and say i know matt because he does a podcast mm -hmm. and people might look at you because they know tom because he, he blogs every day mm -hmm. um i mean would you say that it's that it's that material that content and that persona that you've put out that have, has led you to that i i don't know i, I would hope so um, because I definitely, I would say yes. If I were evaluating you, I would tell you yes. But then we'll, <laughs> we'll, the I mean, I'm happy to roll with that because <laughs> I definitely have a mindset for building things on top of WordPress, doing so in a certain way. And I would be remiss to say that like I've learned new and interesting, uh, and, uh, or useful things from the people with, with whom I work. Um, this sounds a little bit like the back cover of a book, what I'm about to say, uh, I don't mean it, I don't mean it to sound that way, but I do think it's important to pay attention to the generation who are coming up behind us, who are passionate about building software, because they're going to have a, um, they're going to have learned and or have experience with tools that no matter how hard you try to keep up, 
you are gonna there's gonna be holes in your knowledge. Um, that's not to say you're irrelevant. That I'm not saying that at all. It's just that they're going to be able to say, hey, you should check this out or you should do this, et cetera. And it's been something that's been really useful for me because it has helped. Um, like we have kind of a process that we use now from like I've got a business. I've got a process that I use for creating my statement of work. We've got our project management process and then we have our development process. Some of it we're still exploring and we're kind of figuring out what works best and uh but yeah it's it's definitely i definitely think that the persona on the blog has helped to and and i say persona i mean it's me it's not it, it, it's 100 percent me um it's not you know i'm not faking anything it's just uh it, and, and i want to i'm going to stop you right there let's consider this as a slight therapy session a, a, okay a therapy, let me let me I, I don't session. have a couch to lay down <laughs> on so thank god um I, th when you said right there and you said, well, it, this is me. Um, and when you say that statement, I immediately hear that a lot of people feel that what people put out on the web is fake, mm -hmm. right? And maybe you're just, you know, bouncing that because what I said about internet marketers, mm -hmm. right? There's this fakeness, right? Like, hey, look at this, you know, screenshot of this uh, Ferrari, but I could never buy this. <laughs> you know, this, this is, I just went to a rental place and stood next to it and took a photo. Right. I think a lot of people are, are, are fear, fearful of putting themselves out there because they're going to be perceived as fake. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like this, like there's like this ickiness yeah. to marketing in sales. And on my perspective, I say, look, you just, just be who you are mm -hmm. and those connections will come, mm -hmm. right? Unless you're just a maniac and guess what? Maniacs still get audiences, right? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're playing within humane lines here. Um, mm -hmm. But crazy people still get audiences. And if that's your audience, go for it, right? Um, you know, and I've said this in past episodes before, I've been just so uh, uh, intrigued and, and interested in learning how celebrities start, a whole range of celebrities. And I, I talk about like Dr. Dre, like you see, if you mm -hmm. watch his documentary on HBO um, and how he sold his company to Apple, the most prestigious corporation in, the, in the, probably the history of the world at this point for a billion dollars. And, th and this was a guy who started as like a DJ, then he went into the <laughs> rap scene and people were just like, this guy's a rapper, like, you know, and you have this whole social sort of uh, dilemma with that. And then growing up, it was like, he becomes a, a, a label owner and you just see these different phases and you're like, this guy's not gonna do anything mm -hmm. to, to, to now selling a business for a billion dollars to mm -hmm. Apple. It's just amazing the story arc when people are just doing what it is and who they are, mm -hmm. which Gary Vaynerchuk, same way. And you know, and you too, like I, I feel like everything out there is is who you are. I don't perceive it as fake and I hope others don't perceive it as fake. But the important thing is, is that people are afraid to put themselves mm -hmm. out there just because of that. What I found, so I took a year long uh, sabbatical from going to word camps this year because I kind of word camped out last year and, or I got word camped out last year and um, and the, I, the, the goal that I always kind of have in the back of my mind, not the goal, but like the idea I have in the back of my mind is I hope that when people meet me, that they went and, and, and we hang out and we chat or whatever, that it sounds like, oh, man, he talks like he writes on his blog. Or after we've hung out, you go back and you read my blog and you think, oh, that he writes exactly like he talks. I don't try to do the academic approach. I don't try to be the hip, cool, uh, whatever, because I can't. <laughs> I mean, we could start the trolling right now, but, but yeah, the, the thing is that, um, I think that there is a, 
bit of if you go to conferences, WordPress or not, you're going to meet people and they are going to come off as scummy or they're going to come off as uh, something that just doesn't jive with your personality or they're going to come off with the dis- with this disconnect of what you're, how you read them or perceive them online. I don't like that. I'd rather, I'd rather just be a, a, what you see is what you get. And I know it's a cliche and I know it's not exciting, but it's so much easier just to do that than to try to balance this character. And, uh, and, and that's, and that's kind of what it is. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a caricature of, some attribute or attributes of who you are for the sake of what at the end of the day, like just be you and some people are going to like you and some people aren't. And that's, that's, that's okay. So uh, moving into the future, I mean, do you see yourself being open to different avenues of marketing yourself, your company, um, the products that you put out there, or, or are you just going to continue to see where at least your combination of Twitter and, and blogging sort of takes you? That's a good question because I have been looking at like I, I I nuked my Instagram account in terms of I deleted everything on it and deleted everything that I liked and whatever. But I still like follow my friends and follow what's going on with people. Um, I still like to watch stories or their or the video, whatever they call them. Um, Snapchat, I've 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 kind of lurked around and Facebook's one of those things that like I'm trying man but like I got I did reactivate my Facebook account and I'm trying to hang in there with it but it's hard like I had to install extensions that <laughs> that that like hide all the just the visual noise for lack of a yeah. better term um so but it, how this relates to me I mean I don't know I, I don't know what like what, what am I gonna do I'm gonna sit in front of a, a video and be like today I'm doing this and this is what it looks like and isn't this cool and I, I, I don't know if our industry really leads or or I don't know if what I do in the industry really lends itself well to making videos or anything versus say someone who mm-hmm. cooks or someone who does music yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can say that I have uh, just been exploring a lot of a lot of things and and I've taken the, the summer and, and now half of the fall off of, of still putting stuff up on YouTube uh, just because of time constraints. Mm-hmm. But I've been heavily studying um, like video gaming on YouTube mm-hmm. and the way that these personalities uh, are, are are just getting millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers to millions of followers. Like the most mediocre video game streamers are getting hundreds of thousands of followers. Um, and the others that are getting millions is, is just insane. Um, you know, the, the audiences that they can build. And I, I too am curious if this space, you know, there's the WordPress space. There's like the, the more broader like development space, which you might find yourself in and, mm-hmm. and and knowledgeable of way more than I am. But then there's like this little microcosm of, of WordPress, um, you know, and uh, I'm wondering if entertainment and education, because at some level there has to be some kind of entertainment factor there for folks mm-hmm. to tune in every day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's just a, a tutorial that they just tune in once and it's just like, okay, I watch how to do this and now I'm gone. There has to be some kind of entertainment factor in there to keep people going. Anyway, all that has to say is I too am curious if, this space, particularly WordPress, can have that kind of thing mm-hmm. happen. Um, you know, I'm trying it. I've been doing it for the last five years with Matt Report. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like it's got some success to that. Um, but um, other other people on YouTube, it's 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 just a it's just a tutorial machine. Yes, right. It's just a and, tutorial machine, and 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 they go from 
sponsoring one product to the next product to the next product. There's no thread of commonality in there other than, hey, there's a there's a new thing. I'm going to just talk about it, and pff, it's gone the next day, and they're on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's the harder part for me. I think it started – the video game example is really good. Like, I never would have expected – you asked me when YouTube first came out, when people be using YouTube to show how they uh, harvest something in some video game. And I'm like, why would I ever watch that? And man, I mean, my uh, nephew, for example, um, he's a teenager and he has watched and shared stuff and thousands of people watch it. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that's on the low end of what people do in terms of, uh, I think that what really started Maybe, maybe, maybe. What what I think started a lot of this like sponsorship stuff were those unboxing videos. I mean, do you remember when people would do the? Uh, I'm going to unbox my Kindle. Like I do not yeah. care. I do not. I know what. Yeah. I do not care. I get the allure for some. I really do. I'm being I'm being harsh, but uh, I think that's what started it. And when then when people saw how to dress it up a little bit. Uh, it became much more of an attractive way to share whatever it is that whatever it is they're being paid to promote or whatever it is that they want to share or, or whatever. So YouTube for me, I don't see myself going on YouTube and doing anything. I can tell you that right now. Now in one year or two years, I'm probably going to be like, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. But I, yeah, <laughs> I don't see myself like that doesn't seem like my style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shifting gears again. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I, I published a post uh, called the uh, the Blue Collar WordPress uh, Worker. And, um, you know, Matt had put out a, a post or a tweet uh, in response to Scott Bollinger's mm-hmm. article um, where Scott explored the Shopify side of, of web technology mm-hmm. and, and saw the, you know, and contrasted the difference between WordPress and so on. Um, so, you know, Matt put out his, his tweet about uh, how he felt that the growth or sort of insinuating that the growth of WordPress um, is really because of the individual user. And, and I don't deny it. Uh, I don't deny that a vast amount of, of websites are solo owned websites. Somebody went to a host and clicked one click install and they booted it up or they went to .com and booted it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the take that I have on it is it's very much a very large portion without having any data, <laughs> which we don't have. Uh, and apparently will not get um, based on an interview he did with Brian Krogsard the same day I published this article. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the consultants, folks like you and I and, and, and thousands of others are launching, you know, I don't know, 50 to 100 times the amount of websites than a solo owner is because we're out there selling, mm-hmm. it, right? We are the boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, my fear uh, moving forward in the space is, yeah, we're just going to, bring WordPress in this direction, how we see fit, mm-hmm. right? We're going we're gonna to start creating features that you're only going to get through Jetpack. We're going to start tying in Gutenberg to some maybe paid themes and layouts to Jetpack. Oh, by the way, .org now is really just a revenue opportunity versus the CMS that we all sort of knew and love mm-hmm. and, and wanted to contribute to. You don't have to share my opinion or agree with my opinion for sure. <laughs> uh, but again, all of that is to say, I have two things at play with this question. One, I think blue collar digital workers is a thing. Mm-hmm. I think it is a thing, mm-hmm. right? I think, it's a, I think that for some of us, it's, we're in a commoditized area. We're getting paid a nice wage 
but we're still doing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. We're still doing a lot of a lot of you know back and forth with customers, stressful. We're working on your own, all that stuff, all the culmination of entrepreneurship. I think blue collar digital worker is a thing, and especially more so in the future. Mm-hmm. AI, robotics, mm-hmm. self driven cars. I think a lot of people will be fixing things like they fix faucets, right? But with lines of code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy? Am I crazy? No, 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 no. What? So I I think that. Um, for every new technology that has been introduced as far back as I can am thinking right now, I mean, as, I mean, way back, there have always been needed, there, there has always been people that have needed to fix it. We have always, 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 with all of the problems that we have solved, we have introduced problems that have needed to be solved. So we introduced the car. The engines has to be tuned up. The engine has to be fixed. And then you want to take it to a larger scale. We introduce rockets that allow us to travel into space and we have to constantly repair those. Um, I, I don't know if constantly is the right word, but I'm not talking about disasters. I'm talking about go to a space museum, go on a guided tour, listen to them talk about the history of whatever rocket it is you're looking at and listen to how many people have had to, they are the proverbial boots on the ground. They're sitting in in one of the control centers and they're having to figure out how to get this thing back into the Earth's atmosphere without it burning up. Um, So you have two opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got just the consumer level and then you've got this white collar level of, spaceless exploration. So for everything that we've had to, for everything we've introduced, for every piece of technology that's come our way, there's had to be people that are available to fix it, to adjust it, to tweak it. And then I don't know how you were in high school, but uh, even maybe enhance it. Um, You take something and you dress it up a little bit. You give a little more horsepower. You give a little more, mm, maybe it's a stereo. You completely gut a vehicle of whatever stereo was in there. You replace it with speakers. You replace it with uh, whatever. It sounds like you went through my yearbook. Uh, I mean, I think we, I mean, you know, we all did the same thing in high, or a handful of us all did the same thing in high school. Like I, I remember uh, picking up my wife. Well, it's just my wife now, but I, I pick her up on dates. I'd be like, can you tell that I installed tweeters? Just, just like, what, are, what are tweeters? I'm like, well, listen to the highs. And yeah. anyway, what about, you know, whatever. But yeah, I, I do think that um, even though technology is going to continue to move forward, it's not going to solve. Uh, it's not going to solve everything. It's just going to bring with it. Um, it's going to solve existing problems that we have now or enhance situations that we have now. But it's going to come with its own set of problems. Now, as far as boots on the ground, uh, to use your phrase, uh, so in terms of, will we take, let me come back to this, the, the, the part of, will we, will we take WordPress into the direction we want to see? I'll come back to that in just a moment. But in terms of what does that mean for us? Like, will there be, will there be work for us, et cetera? Yeah. I think that that's always going to happen. Now, in terms of what we heard years ago about, you know, WordPress being an operating system for the web, man, I don't know. I I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff out there um, and the space is heating up. And that's a good I think that that's a good thing, because I think competition in an economy is helpful for a variety of reasons. In terms of taking WordPress where we want it to go, I don't know if we're the people that are going to be doing it. Sometimes I wonder if um, it's going to be the people who they want to use WordPress, but whatever it is they want 
whatever it is they want, they can't get WordPress to do. So they got to hire somebody or they got to go to a consultant and say, hey, can WordPress do this? Not, I mean, when it comes to programming, when it comes to software, most of the time, yeah. I mean, you, you can make it do what, what you want it to do. Uh, all budgeting, time constraints, all that stuff aside, I think that uh, the consumer might be the person who dictates where it goes more so than the people who are um, the, con- the consultants or the programmers or the developers and things like that. Um, mm. But it's a it's a really it's getting wider. I, I feel like what people are doing with WordPress is getting wider versus going deeper in e-commerce or going deeper into blogging or whatever. It's it's just getting wider in terms of what people are trying to do with it. Hmm. Do you think? Do you look at it and say, uh, you know, uh, plug-in business? Mm-hmm. Whew. Is this going to be around in a year, two years, five years? Uh, do you look at it that way and do you see any of these changes? Because I talk to a lot of people and say, Matt, you're crazy. Ah, I mean, this competition from Jetpack, that is non-existent. And then some people will say, yeah, Matt, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> and we've been, you know, and we've all felt this way and, and thanks for saying it. But I guess, what do you feel on, on the matter? And I'm not speaking like Jetpack specifically. It's just the only thing I can point to at this current time frame, mm-hmm. but just the overall direction, but Jetpack certainly being the obvious monetization play. Right. Um, So I'm trying to think of how to, how to best approach this. Uh, When it comes to your average everyday blogger, and I'm thinking of like maybe a family member who wants to write a blog and they're, they're not familiar with like when you even use something like you need to go look up a plugin in the plugin repository, you lost me at plugin repository. Yep. <laughs> but I can see something in my dashboard called Jetpack, and it seems to have this thing about analytics. And I know that analytics means traffic or, or, or numbers. So I think I'm going to drill into that. So there's there's that leg of it. Like for people who are blogging or for people who are going to be doing some type of content marketing, that's just going to be part of it. And um, yeah. But in terms of plug-in businesses, and when I think of plug-in businesses, I'm thinking of guys like, uh, like Sandhills Development. I'm thinking of guys like uh, Awesome Motive. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there, I, I see some of it is um, you can sit there and say that there's competition between easy digital downloads and WooCommerce. And I could say maybe in some ways you look at Awesome Motive and you say, oh, they have Monster Insights and they have Envira Gallery and they have WP Forms and things like that. And the thing is, as far as I'm concerned, the way that I look at it is, uh, not, not, not from tr- trying to take like the developer glasses off. I try to look at it and evaluate it from a what's the most attractive. What, what, what's the thing that helps me get what it is that I need the most? Is 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 the WP Forms builder better for this project or better for me than in what Gravity Forms is offering? In some cases, maybe. In some cases, maybe not. When I look at wanting to have analytics, is the simplicity of the core offering of Monster Insights better than whatever Jetpack has to offer? Maybe, maybe not. Personally, I'm a fan of Monster Insights. And um, that's not like a paid endorsement of whatever Syed and his teams are up, is up to. I just prefer Monster Insights. Uh, so, you know, the, the idea of a plug-in business I don't know if it's going to, I don't know where it's going to go in the future. I don't really see it going away 
but I don't know if it will if they will be branded as plug-in businesses. I don't know if they'll be add-on businesses. I don't know if they'll be called WordPress software companies. I don't know what they will be called, but the things that people are going to need and the software that people are going to want built on top of WordPress or as an extension of WordPress is I think I think there's going to always be a demand. I don't think Jetpack is going to be uh, you know, to use your example, I don't think Jetpack is going to be an all-in-one for everything. I don't see how right. it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you're right. I, I think that people are, you know, will move away from the, you know, uh, the phrase of like, you know, name any plugin that starts with WP, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, WP Forms, WP Build, whatever it is. Um, I think that, you know, in a couple years from now, if not right now, people should be planning what that, I don't want to say exit looks like, mm -hmm. but what that repositioning or, or pivot looks like mm -hmm. for their business, mm -hmm. um, for sure. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that, you know, years ago when Matt said uh, that Jetpack was the, the, the driving force behind WordPress growth, right? And that was four, four years ago, whatever that was, three, four years ago. Um, and now it's the individual user is the growth. All I'm hearing is we need to build a Wix competitor. We need to build a Squarespace competitor when I hear those words mm -hmm. come out. And, um, you know, again, people might say that I walk around with a tinfoil hat, but as I mentioned in that piece... You know, my 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 family came from running a General Motors dealership, and 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 in the late '90s, early 2000s, before the big internet dot com bust, and then a, then the global financial crisis in 2007, no one expected General Motors to go bankrupt. Right. Nobody. It, it wasn't even a thought in anybody's mind at the time. They had 40 billion dollars worth of cash, mm -hmm. and people were like, "Ha!" Huh. They had more money than Apple at the time. It wasn't really a thing back mm -hmm. then. They're like, how, how could this company ever go bankrupt? And then three out of four of the America's motor makers go bankrupt, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And you're just like, what happened? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what happened to all that stuff? So I come from a place where I've seen writings on the walls from big corporations, and, and many of us have, uh, and I'm certainly not putting Automatic or, or Matt's motives in that same way, but if he is uh, changing his direction because naturally he is maturing as a person, mm -hmm. which he openly admits in, in Krogsgaard's interview with him, yeah, yeah. that he is not the same person, he is simply shifting and learning and maturing and he's shifting the product along with it. I think we should all just sort of take a step back and say, okay, you know, maybe we shouldn't be putting all of our eggs in one basket, mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of people have already been saying for the last year, but I think it's really starting. Those pieces of the puzzle are really starting to lie up on, line up on the table, and we're starting to see the formations of it now. Yeah, and I think that I, I, I think that it's smart. I, I don't think that there's anything that's tinfoil hat about what you're saying. Um, I think that it's, it's based in information, uh, not speculation. So, therefore... It'd be very hard to make an argument to, 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 to claim that you are wearing a tinfoil hat. The second thing is the market is always going to be changing. So you can't make a statement two years ago when you don't know where the market's going to be in two years. I mean, you can make it based in the context of that time, but the market's going to change. So uh, then you have to adapt and change. And if you don't adapt and change, then you're going to be in trouble. Um, now, I'm saying this as someone who... Like, so anecdotally and tangentially related, um, my family or my dad and mom started a um, commercial glass business way back when. And 
my brother is way more of into the hands-on building, construction, et cetera, that kind of thing than I am. If you've ever talked to me, you know that, or if you've ever met me, you know that I'm not like that person. But uh, they weathered the economic downturn while all of the other companies in their area, and it, when I say a company, I mean like maybe between 30 and 40 employees. This is a small business. Um, they weathered it. That doesn't mean they had like they had to take they 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 had to make adjustments they had to make constant corrections but they weathered it while all of the other businesses in that region uh, folded and now there is more work like like they're still standing <laughs> and literally I I guess I can say this my my uh, my brother went into my dad's office just, they were just just telling me this. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, my brother went to my dad's office and says, I think we need to, to downsize and stop selling jobs. Okay. And, and it meant it was a total joke, but the idea was that because everyone else had folded, there are, there, there's, there's, a, there's a, like the, there was a resurgence in work. There's now a demand for it. And on top of that, uh, a side effect that came from that is now there there are these uh, subcontracting companies that popped up that they go door to door and say, hey, do you have any projects that you need help with? We're not looking for a, a career. We're looking for three projects and then we're out. And I I think that's actually like kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know the history of that kind of stuff, but that's kind of innovative to me. Like... And like you, you, you start up, you start up a subcontracting company. Like that's neat. Um, and, and, and they're still around and they're still out there and there's, they're still working. So all of that, all of that to say, you know, this idea of, uh, not putting all of your eggs in one basket is smart. And if you've been around WordPress long enough, you've watched what's happened to say themes, and I don't think plugins will necessarily fall victim to, I don't, and I don't even want to say fall victim. I don't think that plugins are necessarily going to become, or they're going to have the same uh, trajectory that themes had. But I do think prefixing something with WP whatever is a little iffy. And this is coming from someone who has... <laughs> who runs a business called Pressware. And the reason that I named it that when it started was because it's software built on WordPress. It's a combination of the term. That was the only strategy that went into it. I knew that I didn't want it to be prefixed with WP, but I knew that I always wanted it to be, or I knew that I wanted it to be related to the idea of um, software being built on a platform that was meant for publishing content, be it a blog, be it content management, etc. So, it's a really long answer. I don't know if I even really answered your question, but there are my <laughs> thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 it, there, there was a lot there. There was the, the fundamentals of why, you know, uh, you think that us service workers, us blue collar workers are, are still going to th thrive in this community. And, and I, and I think, I think we will, I think, um, I think services will be needed 
for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, you know, before, uh, you know, for, for quite some time. People will always be implementing, at least for the next decade, some piece of technology that they are unaware of and they need somebody to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Will it get more competitive? Yes. Uh, will it be WordPress? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that, um, you know, those of us who are thinking in in those broad strokes are going to be the ones that are, are going to survive and, and luckily I, I think that a lot of people have you know have have opened up to that over the last uh two years at least mm-hmm. right they've sort of seen where this is going so let's all exhale <sighs> what a heavy heavy conversation i, will, I, will, I want to interject and say this though one thing that i think that progr- the the luxury of people like you that you have that that programmers need to pick up. And this has been a lesson that I've really had to learn over the last year, maybe two years is um, you, you really need like programming chops are not going to just get you by. If you're looking to work in this industry and you want to work for yourself or you want to work as part of a small team, you need to learn a bit about business. Now, in terms of how you do that, I don't have any recommendations because we all learn different, but uh, we are learning different ways. But the stuff that I have learned now and that I'm still continuing to learn in terms of not just business as what people might say, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, I don't want to use the word jargon, but phrases like customer acquisition and dealing with your P&Ls and things like that. I mean, there I, I could go on. But even when it comes to like managing a team, you, you've got to, you've got to, learn how to do that especially if you want to i mean especially if you want to grow but even if you want to remain yourself there's a certain level of business that you've got to learn if you're a programmer and if you don't that is a dangerous thing and that's a luxury that i think that marketers sales types and just business people in general they've already kind of got it in their dna and mm, i think that that's just a luxury that um programmers can't afford to ignore yeah. Um, you know, I can, I can tell for anybody who's like, yeah, I got to learn that business thing. <laughs> I, let me, let me, let me tell you how you learn that business thing. Simply understand the value of a dollar and how hard it is to earn that dollar as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to just, you know, and, and you don't even have to say put on your sales hat, but just asking somebody for a dollar to do something. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson in business. You, you learn everything there about marketing, uh, sustainability, hiring people, accountants, taxes, mm-hmm. that first time that you ask for that dollar and understand what that transaction looks mm-hmm. like um, will will make you understand why a business, like if you're a programmer at a big shop right now and they're like, code, 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 ship, 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 mm-hmm. and you're like, why are these people breathing down my neck? Uh, if you understood how hard it was to get that customer, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in most cases, right. unless they're you know, in most cases, but if you understood how hard it was to get that customer and when you see your place that you're working at charging $250 for your hours worth of time, but they're paying you, I don't know, $40 an hour over the course of salary. And you're like, boy, there's a big gap here. They're making a hundred, uh, $210 on me. No, no. That $210 is getting split up amongst the many, many oh, other places amongst the business. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and people's, People go from these big shops to get, seeing big money get out the door and they go on their own and then they're like, 
you know, oh boy, like I understand that I can't charge that much money or I understand where all this money flows to now. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can understand how hard it is to earn, a, you know, a service business and, and, and treat the customer right and do all things right per dollar, mm -hmm. that's the biggest lesson. You don't need to, you know, you know, figure out these, uh, these mindset equations and what is the yeah. hiring process like and all this stuff. You just need to understand how that dollar flows through a business and you, you will learn <laughs> because you'll see how fast it disappears. Yes. Uh, once you start doing that stuff. And if I had to give advice then, or when people ask me like, and this is a little, uh, uh, corollary to all of the stuff you just said, which all of that is on point. Um, a corollary to that would be if you're starting out and you have the ability to afford one, get a CPA like day, yeah. day, day <laughs> one or, or, or month one or, or year one, get a CPA. Um, I mean, and, and really I can only speak in terms of the United States. Um, but, uh, cause I, I don't know how I'm ignorant when it comes to other countries taxes, but when it comes to the United States, get a CPA. And then from there, um, in terms of like, oh, Tom, what's your hiring strategy? Man, my hiring strategy is A, do they do good work? And it's it's super easy to find whether or not they do good work. B, chat with them on the phone and see if your personality jives. And find out what their goals are. See if it aligns with yours uh, or your businesses. And then do like, you don't even have to hire like do a trial project and say, hey, let's let's just agree to try this out, see how it works. And if it works well, then we'll move forward. And for me, the number one hardest thing that I have had to do this year, and this is not a knock on anyone with, with it, it, it's actually a like, it, it's more of a praise than anything, but it is, you've got to let go a little bit. Like as your business grows, you got to let go of some things. And so there have been projects that have come in that I have said, okay, uh, normally your cut is this, but for an extra, whatever percentage, I'm in, like, you, you run this project, you run communications, you run project management. And if you need another resource, you let me know, we'll take care of that. And then, and, and a resource, maybe it's software, maybe it's another person. That's a whole other conversation. But, um, if that happens or when that happens, it is a very, very, very hard thing, especially if you're trying to do it very, very, very slow and uh, and you're trying to bootstrap because it has been your proverbial baby. I know that phrase gets tossed around all the time, but if you have started it from the beginning and you have made your living off of it, you understand why people say that, uh, why they use that phrase. And it's a uh, it's a fantastic thing to grow. It's a fantastic thing to have good people around you. And I am, but, but, but you've got to do your due diligence other than like when someone comes and if someone comes to you, used to, they would say, Oh, find someone with gumption. Okay. I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> like you don't want someone who's not that doesn't You're looking down the resume. Gumption, gumption, yeah, gumption. Where is like, that? <laughs> like you don't like you want someone who's going to work and you want someone who's going to love what they're doing. But are they going to jive well with your goals? Are they, and and then like you don't have to be the overbearing like some people. Uh, I don't know. You don't have to be the overbearing type of like give me an update every day. I don't. I don't do that. Like I ch I try to check in, and then I also like uh, this is a big. I think you can't do this in a big business, and I'm not even sure this is a good idea um, for a lot of people. But like I'm friends with the people with whom I work at this point, and so 
in the like I have a I have a rule like yeah like so many companies we we use Slack for our work but um after hours like I have I have two I have two documents they're very short they're very simple and one of them is Slack is off limits after five or five thirty whatever your end of day is that's it period now if you want to text and chat and shoot the breeze go for it use iMessage all night long I don't care I'm I'm on a thread with a couple of other guys that who I work with and we chat but we don't chat we, we we generally don't chat work and if it slips into that one of us normally calls the other out and says uh-uh hold that just hold it until Monday or whatever yeah. So, um, you know, I don't really know, <laughs> I don't really know how I got off on that tangent, but it's, um, it's one of those things that you just, the, going back to the value of a dollar, there is so much, like there is a reason that we see it less and less and a lot of, a lot of it I think has to do with the fact that it's a, a digital, uh, economy in which we're in, but there is a reason why companies would put the, a $1 in a frame on their wall. Uh, just one generation ago, and yeah. um, and I think that that's really neat. I think it's really cool when people yep. do that. Yep, absolutely. Tom, what can I say, my friend? It's always great talking to you. Where, where, where can number number one? Let's 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 get back into pimping the course. Where can people go to sign up for this membership and to start learning from you? Okay, if you go to tommcfarland.com and you look in the top right, assuming you're using right to left, because I know that's a big deal in WordPress. Uh, you will see a members menu and then under there you can either log in or you can register and then under register you can do it monthly or you can do it yearly your call and then if you just want to read free stuff I try to write you know roughly five days a week or so some days I don't I used to be really hard on myself if I missed a day not so much anymore but yeah just tommcfarland.com that is where like that is where everything is. And then if you want to chat with me on Twitter, it's also my name at Tom McFarlane. And then in terms of other social networks, you'll probably find me on them, but I'm not super active on them right now. It's TomFarlane.com slash yearly membership. That's what I'm going to tell people to go sign up for. Let me, let me, let me rework the pitch for you. <laughs> okay, okay, please, Matt, please, please let endow me, me with your marketing for you and somebody says hey tom where can we go where can we go to sign up for this amazing course that you have <laughs> you set up a redirect on your blog called slash sign up and you say tommcfarlane.com slash sign up and there you can get all of my knowledge 20 years two decades even though i look like i'm 15 i have been doing this for 25 years for all of 99 dollars that is i have gray I mean, hair now what, yeah, that's like six or so cups of coffee from from Starbucks. Um, <laughs> no, I mean it's a, a super. I mean it's an amazing value. It's not even a question. It's a hundred bucks. You go, you sign up, you get all of the information out of this man's head. It's like dipping into the matrix, and you come out uh, a better developer for it. It's mattreport.com/slash subscribe to join the mailing list. It's the number one way to stay connected. We'll see you in the next episode. Absolutely. Hey everybody, thanks for sticking around and listening to this episode and supporting the Matt Report. For over five years now, it's been a pleasure of mine. It was a pleasure to have this guest on today to talk about uh, their business and how they run it. Speaking of business, if you have something you're launching, you have a new website, a new marketing page, a new product, anything that could use a second set of eyes, you can find me at userfeedbackvideos.com. That's userfeedbackvideos.com. 
Dot-com where I will review your product, your landing page, your funnel, whatever workflow or starting point you want me to take a look at online. I'll do that. I'll record it. I'll send it to you in a private screencast with my feedback uh, from over a decade of experience in this space, marketing, technology, WordPress, and otherwise. I hope to see you there. It's userfeedbackvideos.com. It's like having a co-founder for 59 bucks.